Hi, this is Jamie Court. I'm the president of Consumer Watchdog, and you're listening to the Rage for Justice Report. This is a space, the podcast, where every week we talk about what we're doing to expose, confront, and change. And this week, we're doing all the above. We have with us our technology director, who you almost never hear from, Evan King. Hey, Evan. How you doing? Well, this week we're going to talk about how Consumer Watchdog, with the help of technologists and with Evan, actually hacked a Tesla. We hacked into the wireless connection of a Tesla and took over the screen with this message, this Tesla's been hacked. And if you go to our YouTube channel uh, or you go to our uh, consumerwatchdog.org page, you can actually watch this demonstration, which uh, Evan uh, helped arrange. Uh, It was basically a a way of showing that uh, cars that are connected wirelessly to the safety critical systems in the cars, the brakes, steering, the the airbags are dangerous because if you can get in that system wirelessly, um, you can have access to those systems. So um, Evan, uh, this demonstration basically showed how vulnerable the wireless connections in cars are. Um, You were there, tell me just your impression of it. You, You were, what happened was you were outside of the car with a box that you turned on. I went in the car and when I started to drive away, the screen of my Tesla said, this Tesla has been hacked. Now we're not giving away how we did it because we want Tesla to actually um, have to think about it, scratch its head. Most people who hack into cars tell the companies before they go public with the results, they get money in exchange for that. They're called bug bounties there. These are called white hat hackers. We're doing this as a public service to show how accessible the wireless networks are. But you were there. What 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 struck you about uh, how, how it all went down? Well, I think the most important part is that you don't even need to be inside of the car to take it over. Uh, we did this from 10, 20 feet away. And theoretically, this can be done from across a parking lot or even while you're driving along the freeway from another car just near you. I think that's probably the, the most scary part of that is that somebody who doesn't necessarily know what's going on, uh, a big message in bright red appearing on your screen that your car has been hacked, uh, you know, obviously would cause a lot of alarm for a lot of people. And, and we don't have to even have to put this Tesla has been hacked because we're controlling the signal. We can put anything on the screen. We can put a message on the screen. So, uh, this with Tesla, this is your Tesla update. Please update your Tesla software by uh, by clicking this button, and then potentially malware could be downloaded into your Tesla if the if if the user believes it's coming from Tesla, which is pretty easy to make happen. So oh, exactly. It, 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 you know, you have if you have control of the screen, you can uh, do all sorts of things. And and the other thing that I think you can note is that we could have amplified the signal and made it work on many vehicles simultaneously and taken over a bunch of vehicles on a large scale. We were basically sending out our own wireless signal. I guess that's the way to say it, right? Oh, yeah. And again, as you pointed out, just because we made it bright red and very obvious this Tesla has been hacked, 
uh, a bad actor wouldn't necessarily do that at all. They would make it appear as though everything is fine uh, so that, you know, they can take control of the system without you necessarily even knowing. And and that's what's so dangerous is that um, Tesla uh, should have known about uh, this vulnerability uh, a long time ago and created a security system, a, a security by design system. But instead, it continues to allow these cellular signals to be basically accessed and and allow um, anyone who can get in there to uh, to use that signal and use the screen in the car. And in fact, the, uh, the, the software in these, in these Teslas are, are open source software like Linux, which is a very easily easy to hack and break um, operating system. It's an open source system, correct? That's one of the downsides of Linux because while you may know of what bugs are available and what potential hacks are out there, the bad guys know that as well. So it opens up a lot of doors of, you know, what the bad guys know and when they know it. And, and, that, and that's the thing in a, in a using Linux on a, on a cell phone, right? Probably okay. Using Linux uh, as a base system for uh, a, a two-ton vehicle, which can be steered into a building and is combustible is probably not a great idea. Well, I think that's the, the the main problem with a lot of the computer controlled cars is that, you know, if you have a problem and your printer crashes, that's one thing. Uh, you're not going to load your entire family into your printer and, and hope for the best. Well, well the, the, the other thing is the in addition to it being open source, you know, uh, software, um, the company hasn't been very forthcoming about about uh, its hacks. Uh, for instance, uh, in July of 2017, uh, Elon Musk professed that the biggest danger of autonomous car technology was a fleet-wide hack. And we only found out uh, actually this year that a couple of months before in 2017, Tesla faced a fleet-wide hack. It, it failed to reveal it to the public or regulators. And um, it basically paid off the guy who discovered the incident to keep it quiet. The guy uh, basically accessed the summon feature of the uh, car and could move cars just by mentioning their VIN number backwards and forwards anywhere in the whole fleet. Uh, and, and the company never told anyone about it. Um, and, and so, you know, these are, these are they're, 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 they're problems that get dealt with quietly. Uh, Keen ha Labs is a Chinese uh, uh, hacking group, very prolific. It's broken in to uh, Tesla's uh, multiple times. And, you know, Tesla gets word of the problem and uh, pays a bug bounty and then gets rid of the problem. But it keeps happening and, hap and happening. And this time, uh, we are not going to tell uh, Elon Musk how he did it. Uh, and we're going to come back in uh, uh, a week and go and see if he actually figured it out. We'll, we'll try it with another Tesla and see if he actually figured out what we did and patched the problem or whether it's just going to be a problem that keeps going on. Unless uh, Musk wants to come down uh, to our uh, offices, uh, if he wants to drive his Tesla down, we will show him in person what we did on his car and we will reveal it to him. But 
it, it, absent that, he's going to have to figure it out on his own. Uh, so, Evan, um, when you were we, we did this multiple ways. You were outside the car. You were driving in the car. What was what's your perception of of, of, of the average Tesla driver was was driving down the road and this happened? What do you think would happen? Well, again, as I said, I think uh, the average person driving along the road, if they were to get a, a big screen that said, you know, big red screen, your Tesla has been hacked. Uh, I think the first thing any of us would do would be immediately pull over and try and, you know, figure out is, is this a major problem or what's going on? In a traditional mechanical car, you just have a check engine light, and that sort of indicates, hey, there may be something going on mechanically. Your engine is going wrong, oil, whatnot. Uh, in a modern Tesla or computer-controlled car with this big, giant screen in front of you, uh, it's very obvious that there's something going on, and it's even more jarring, especially if you're not necessarily a car person or a computer person. You know, you can understand very easily your car has been hacked. And that's a very uh, scary thing. Might, might cause people to, to stop suddenly, to uh, steer away suddenly. Um, and again, any, we could have put up anything on that screen, uh, including uh, asking people to download something or telling people to drive somewhere and do something. Um, so Evan, you, you were involved in the building of the box, the technology that we used. And without giving away what we did, can you tell us about how much did it cost uh, to assemble this box that we hacked this Tesla with? And, and what, where would you get the components? I mean, the, the components we used are available anywhere. We got them available from Amazon.com, and you can get them basically anywhere. Uh, that's sort of the amazing thing about these computer hacks is that your $60,000 car is susceptible to a part that anybody can get. We spent $30 to build a box that hacked into a uh, $60,000 car. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And, and, and it, could any, can anyone put the box together with the right instructions? Absolutely. Uh, this box is basically ready to go. It's just a, a small little computer. So anybody who has any bit of computer experience uh, most anybody who's uh, teaching their children at home nowadays has gone through some sort of a STEM programming. Uh, and a lot of that is basically the basics of what is covered into this Tesla hack. Well, we, we did this hack to draw attention to the Connected Car Report 2020, the, most, the model's most open to hacks, which reviews the top 10 best-selling uh, cars of 2020 from Car and Driver and sees how many um, of these cars are uh, open to hacks because they have wireless connections to the safety critical systems, to the engine, to the brakes, uh, to, 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 the, uh, uh, to the, um, uh, the transmission. And uh, we found out actually, Evan, that all 10 of the best-selling cars for 2020 have features that allow wireless connectivity with safety critical systems and no way to disconnect those systems. This leaves the, the, the vehicles open to, to a large-scale hack. Um, and we, we found that out uh, by looking at the uh, specifications for the car, because when we went to the car dealers, we uh, didn't get exactly the right information. A lot of the car dealers, uh, when asked uh, about uh, the remote start features, which by definition connects cars to the safety critical systems, because if you can start your car from your cell phone, it's wirelessly connected and someone can, can, 
can intercept that wireless connection and and start your car or unstart your car. Um, the, the the sales dealers were were completely ignorant about uh, the fact that uh, these were wirelessly connected cars or uh, were not forthcoming. So the information we got was from the tech, tech manuals, from uh, the understanding of the systems. But the public is is not too 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 hip to this, and and that's a big problem, don't you think, Evan? Oh, absolutely. I think you know in the in the old days, if if you had given your car key to somebody, it was very obvious that somebody could then start your car and drive away with it. Uh, nowadays, it's not very obvious if somebody else can download an app and start your car. You know, just as easily as you can start your car, someone else can too. And as more and more of these remote features uh, come into play, we're going to have more and more problems. Uh, and um, I think uh, I think the industry itself is is very unprepared for it, as is uh, evidenced by uh, the way this Tesla is designed. Um, it, it, you know, there is no security by design. Uh, the default is for the systems to be insecure. When they find out about a problem, they patch it. But there's no uh, forethought given to, 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 to the um, fundamental insecurity of the design. And we'll, we'll be seeing whether um, Tesla even bothers to contact us about, about uh, this uh, vulnerability or whether they find it and patch the problem uh, or whether they just let it go until someone else exploits it for uh, uh, greater danger. Anyway, I've been talking to Evan King who's the technology director at uh, Consumer Watchdog. Thanks, Evan, for, for all this insight. No problem. Thank you, Jamie. You've been listening to the Rage for Justice Report, the weekly podcast for Consumer Watchdog. I'm Jamie Court, president of Consumer Watchdog. You can subscribe to this podcast on uh, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on the Apple uh, podcast. Have a good week, and thank you for listening.